Welcome to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a podcast where an artist and an economist walk into a podcast and talk about strange things that make the world go round. I am the artist in question. My name's Anne Blake and Stephen Kinsley, you are the economist in question. I am indeed. I am indeed. And how have you been? I've been good. I have been good. And it's what, October now? Yeah, yeah. It's mi- so. near to the middle of October, which is, yeah. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know. <laughs> yes, the time of recording. But uh, speaking of time, um, it it is a precious thing, and it's great that we're back doing this. Uh, we, we obviously there was a period of time. I think last month was our first twenty twenty two podcast. Yeah, in the interest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Sorry. Sorry, three all to all three of our listeners. Sorry to both uh, <laughs> both our listeners who are not related to us. You know. <laughs> I apologize in advance. Uh, actually, and while if you were listening last month, I just wanted to do a little follow-up, a kind of a little matters arising. Um, there was a reference to, I said I thought the bra-burning image of, of, of feminist, the thing that's used to kind of dismiss, oh, look at you, you bra-burning feminist, whatever, the, the typical reductive comment, uh, I checked it out, and I was right. No bras were ever burnt, ever. So there was a protest in 1968 uh, against the Miss America pageant, and a number of um, women brought um, symbols of kind of what they'd see as uh, forms of oppression uh, in, in culture. So bras were brought and kind of held up and some what was burnt was some playboy magazines just to show we're not into this stuff uh but no bras were ever burnt yet it is i did some work with some uh teenage boys a year ago and that was thrown out as a given and i think we talked about this year on one of our first podcasts even about how something becomes an image and then it just gets repeated and quoted or whatever and it just gets into the lexicon so there's a little nugget for uh, the dinners you can now have with people again because we're allowed to do that. Uh, no bras were ever burnt. The, the, so uh, there. the, there's something kind of fascinating about that. I, I, I've often mused on the um, incredible power of alliteration. You know, you bra burning feminist. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a horrible idea, but it's actually quite a nice sounding boop, 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 boop. You know, there's, there's, there's something energetic about the, about, about the phraseology. You porn burning feminist seems less bouncy for some reason, you know, yeah, despite the kind of obvious bounciness of the title. But yeah, no, it's, 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 it's uh, there, there is something amazing about that as a, as, as a notion. Um, yeah, uh, that there was, uh, there was a, a phrase years ago used to justify economic protectionism and it was burn everything British, but their coal, right? Ooh, ba, 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 nice. Right. There, there is something, yeah. You know, I, I wonder, you know, how much of that is that there is an image of the, the, the way these images are sticky. It's always been fascinating to me. Like it's, yeah, it's kind of amazing. Yeah. And, and- it is. A, I think you're right. Alliteration. I think then it's also what's kind of handy. You know what? What is a what? What is the easier thing to go to and and to believe? Mm. Do you know? And there's something very um, uh, on like the image of someone taking off a piece of clothing and burning it. It's you know in front of people is you know it's very visceral. 
and uh and as i said it's something you wear so it's something that's on half well not quite half the population but a lot of the population <laughs> at all times um but yes uh for example uh most i'm not using any facts here but it, it's kind of um true that most mass shootings in america most of them are committed by white men white cis men in their between 20 and 40 like that's kind of it's not it's it i don't have the exact figure but you would never hear anyone say oh you mass shooting <laughs> person even though like there isn't a lot of diversity in mass shooters <laughs> it is very one similar look but that you know and, and even then in america it's not accepted that that's you have a problem and maybe figure this out it's like no 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 we can't take away the guns we can't deal with this issue that keeps arising yet something that kind of never happened can still be used as a reductive term to to silence a person raising a point maybe in, in a room you know you're a burning feminist yes no bras were ever burnt that's just my anecdotal uh what do you call it observation this morning because we're recording it in the morning but uh and i have my coffee handy uh to, <laughs> to i'm not used to talking to you this early in the morning same, Steve. Same. it's a uh, it, it we, we, we'll have to we'll have to um we'll have to up the energy levels because of course we're, this week we're talking about um uh, a really really important idea in in mm. modern economics which is the basic income concept um yes. and of course there is now a base a quote-unquote basic income for artists um in ireland which is pretty great um i mean it's 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 something it's not nothing um it's a pretty interesting pilot project um but the 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 really interesting thing about basic incomes is and, and if anybody's li listening for both of you who are listening um the 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 guy to read on this is a guy called rudiger bregman and bregman has a couple of books on why a basic income is a good idea he's a philosopher and the logic is really simple um why would most workers most work is is you know n not very nice and you do it basically because you're bribed to uh you you work because you're bribed to um for a wage what would you do if you didn't have to work right um that's the sort of the basic idea um oh no pun intended and then the the other notion is that <clears throat> human dignity is probably more important than economic productivity so we should just give everyone an income and everyone means everyone so from hospital consultants and millionaires um down to people on the street everyone gets the same amount of money and the idea is that you type the subsidy to some basic level of income so really really basic so it's not like i want to live in a big house and drive a nice car it's like like i want to eat right so it's not super large amounts of money it would certainly be more than like you get on job seekers allowance here every week but but it, it wouldn't probably as be as much as we all got on the pandemic unemployment payment either right so it, let's say it might be 250 quid a week so a thousand euros a month for everyone over a certain age say you know 18 um and uh, and and, th and that would replace the pension that you get later on so you'd get rid of all the pension the, 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 the state pension income but you pretty much get it from day one 
And there have been loads of um, loads of people uh, writing about this, thinking about this. And what I'm fascinated by is like it's an old idea. It's it's been it's been around for about two thousand years, right? That okay. you should just give people money. <laughs> you know, just give it to them. They'll be grand, and they'll buy all your stuff. So you're really giving it to yourself. That's that's the basic notion. Um, yeah. If you were the government in this analogy, but then the other kind of really nice thing is um, in, after the Second World War, there was a guy called Bertrand Russell, and he wrote a brilliant book called In Praise of Idleness. And he, he has this beautiful, uh, he has this beautiful way of writing. Um, he won the Nobel Peace Prize later, and he was one of the leading philosophers of the early 20th century. Well, what he, he said, you know, most work consists of two types. Um, there are people who move objects relative to the surface of the earth. Uh, their work is unpleasant and poorly paid. And there are people who tell those other people what to do. And their work is well paid and enjoyable. And he said, you know, we have an unemployment problem in the UK at the moment. Why don't we just convince everybody to just work half as much? Right. So instead of working 40 hours a week, you just work 20 hours a week and you give the other 20 hours to someone else. You just decide arbitrarily to limit your consumption. Right. Um, and uh, then have the state step in for the for the difference. Unemployment solved. Mm. Right. Which is a very philosopher's way of thinking about things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And uh, he just said, hey, you, you just have to fundamentally decide not to want to consume more things in your life wow. um and so it's from that sort of genus that that the, the basic income that we have now is rolled out and it's been tried in a couple of countries it's been trialed in in in, in scandinavian countries it's been trialed in southeast asia we, like i said we've got the basic income for artists here but the basic notion is fundamentally the same we should just give people cash and allow them to reorient their lives based on the idea of doing something that they care about, right? Mm -hmm. So just just give people the dosh, and they will spend their time doing anything, right? So we actually weirdly have a and the other thing that's happening now is technological change. So there's really re, there's a reasonable probability that um, lots of the jobs, particularly the lower skill jobs that we see around the world, are going to be automated away by AI. Yes. Um, so yeah. the question is, what do you do with all these people? Right, they're 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 stubbornly refusing to die or be turned into food for the machines. Um, so, what are you going to do with them? And the, yeah. and the answer um, is, well, you could tax the machines and use the tax to uh, to pay for the people. Um, wow. Which is which is which is yeah. So that that, that there's a particularly um, dystopian version of this. I don't know if you've ever seen the Judge Dredd comics. I know of them. I haven't read them. So, so watch the movie. Judge Dredd. Uh, don't watch the movies. They are execrable. <laughs> it's 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 Sylvester Stallone. Yeah, the one the one actual redeeming character trait of the Judge Dredd character is that he never takes off his helmet. And the first thing that happens in the Sylvester Stallone movie is he takes off his helmet. And if you're Sylvester Stallone, you want to leave the helmet on, buddy. But yeah, it was uh, yeah yeah. Ooh, meow. Anyway, meow. anyway, yeah, he really annoyed me. But anyway, the, the point of Judge Dredd is a is is both the judge, the jury, and the executioner, and the cop. I I am the law. I am the law. So he's driving around on his motorcycle with his cool gun, shooting fellas. But the reason that that happens is because 
in their world, in the Judge Dread world, which is which is a dystopian world designed to show what would happen if Maggie Thatcher came to power. That's where the comic comes from. Uh, he's really driving around London, some future version of London, right? Uh, and nobody can work because the machines have taken over, and everyone's there's the unemployment rate's ninety nine percent, right? Uh, but it's fine, and everybody's just you know kept with a basic income. But it's horrible. Everybody's miserable because they they they've never found a way to replace their um they've never found a way to replace their uh their lost um lost work time with something else so they are so they all just decide to return to to devolve to criminality and bestiality right so it's a it's a really uh it's a really dark way of thinking about like what happens if you give the proletariat money and they just leave them off they just go on the lash Right, and and then you and then you need some lad like Judge Dredd running around shooting them, so it's really, really, it's a dark comedy. It's a bit like RoboCop uh, in that sense. But um, the, the modern versions of this are less dystopian. They're what they really are is a way of saying, okay, there are people. They do things. We're not totally sure if this has any economic value or not, but we're pretty sure it has some some social value. This book gets some money around the place. Why don't we just give them some and see what happens? And that's really the logic of a lot of it. Is is just kind of social experimentation um, that's been tried many times before. Like I said, it's a very old concept. Um, uh, the pension, as it exists, is a basic income for the elderly, right? So yeah. it's the same thing. But but I, I'm just curious as to what you think about it. As as an artist, um, there is a basic income scheme for artists. What do you? Yeah. So I, I, yeah, I was going to say that we're, I suppose, we're at the beginning of an experiment in Ireland, which is really interesting. Um, the BIA, the Basic in Income for Artists, was launched about a month ago, I think. Um, basically, basically, haha. Uh, there was an eligibility check. So you, you, there was a chance to apply for it. Um, so you, you filled out things that just proved you were, you know, a professional artist. Maybe you've been published or you were, you had been, you had music produced, or you know, you just proved you were you were in in our, a creative industry, and then once they did their eligibility check, because interestingly, I got a message going, um, "Can you? You said you're part of this organization, but can you attach your membership, whatever?" So, like, they they did follow ups just to make sure, and um, and then I think after that, I think about maybe nine thousand people applied, and then. In the end, it was about 8,000 were eligible. Okay. And then out of that, they did a lottery. So they just did a um, a draw. And there were 2,000 uh, places, <laughs> for want of a better word. Now, there was a little bit of mathematical criteria to do with, you know, breakdown of location, practice, and I don't quite know the math. So it wasn't completely arbitrary. So it wasn't like you know, 1,500 in one part of the country and 500, you know, it, yep. they did try and ensure every county, uh, even though they weren't equal. But then again, as I said, it was to do with practice as well. So maybe if you're a visual artist or a dancer, that they try to get them even across art forms as well. And then there was a thousand, there was another thousand people who were selected to be part of a, a kind of a test. So... Uh, if you were one of the 2,000, that's it. You were on the scheme and you were... So for two years, uh, you're going to get €325 Euro a week and and you can earn. Yeah. So, you know, a bit... And um, 
and then there's an, but you also submit, uh, you're agreeing to be kind of monitored for the sake of the scheme. For science. For science. science. Uh, (laughs) We'll do it for science. Does it make a difference to your life? Has it, you know, so, so there'd be data to to follow up and see, could they roll it out more? Um, And then the other thousand, basically a bit lousy were, it's like, you agree to be monitored, but you only get, I don't know, maybe 600 for each year or something like that. So you get like uh, two weeks for each year or something like that. Um, so not not the height, the crack, but you're, I suppose you're agreeing to help the scheme. Um, you're agreeing to be the placebo effect. Exactly, exactly. So that was about a month ago or so. Um, that was, they were rolled out. Sadly, I wasn't, I didn't get one of the, the Willy Wonka golden tickets, but people I know did. And I, I mean, I don't care. I, I mean, I do in a lovely way. I do care, but I'm just thrilled the scheme's happening because it, it's a possibility of, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it's a possibility of, of, of a really progressive, exciting scheme that could really change things. And I, I what you asked me earlier, so that's going to, that's what the BIA is. And so it's starting two years na- from now. Uh, you're going to have these people who basically, what's it, 650, it's 1300 euro a month. But that's just takes a huge weight off uh, people in very precarious industries to just like pay your rent or pay your bills or pay, just take a certain pressure off. So that, that, um, yeah, it's it's an ease of mind, I suppose. But what is the big issue, and I'm sure you know this far more than I do, is the poverty line in in Ireland, and the amount of people living below it. And a, and it's not a lot of the people are artists, but most artists live below the poverty line. Do you know what I mean? Mm. So a lot of them end up living at home for a long time. And okay, you might have the trope of you know, the useless person living in their parents' basement waiting for their big break. And But it's it's not that. I mean, I, like, we've far too many people having to live with their parents at the moment in Ireland, full stop. Like, there's a horrendous housing crisis. But um, there is a power that comes with not having to worry about really, really basic um, needs uh, that... Uh, as well, uh, artists spend most of their money. So none of this is going to offshore accounts. This is all going straight back <laughs> into the economy. I'm banking my basic income in my hands back or account. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And I, yeah. <laughs> and I think we talked about this at the time of the pup. Yeah. You know, you're literally kind of keeping the cogs turning so that people aren't falling below the poverty line and costing the state um money in other ways or are people just getting stuck on social welfare on and off um so i think it's really exciting and i'm really curious to see what comes of it and obviously for myself um who um, i'm in creative industries i'm i'm very keen to see what happens um and i'm i'm very happy (laughs) i was talking to a friend of mine who did get it in galway I was really, really, really happy for her. But I, uh, to say I was happy for her, I actually do mean it. <laughs> I'm so happy for you. I was happy for her. I'm delighted I had a whole joke because it's BIA, you know, oh, yeah. uh, basic, that I wanted to be a basic BH. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that, yeah. That was my hope. 
But yeah. um, she liked it anyway, so she tweeted that she was a basic bitch. So. Ah, very good, very good, very good. Ditto. So yeah, I'm very, I'm very, I'm watching this tent of, and uh, you know, it's small, but it's it could be the beginning of something completely transformative. Yeah. Uh, One of the and, and yeah. I. Yeah, but you said it's been tried a lot. So I'm curious, what what has been the findings? Well, I guess the major finding of all of it is that it does change people's behavior. Like they do, it does change how people act and how they how they react. Um, it because the the amounts involved have never been huge, right? They've never been like a thousand, you know, euros a month or whatever kind of thing, uh, or their equivalent. They've never been enough to live uh well by doing actually nothing right yeah so so that so in that sense we've never had a pure um aristotelian basic income so it's always been like you know you kind of need to do something which is i don't know there's a part of me that thinks fair enough but there's another part of me that thinks look if you're gonna do it go for it um the, the other uh and where it's been tried and particularly the Scandinavian countries where it's been tried, um, they give it uh, to you know members of a town, and they see what happens. And then exactly as 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 is happening with the artist cohort, there are people who get it, there are people who don't. Both are tracked for a number of years, and then yeah. they kind of see what happens afterwards. Um, and it's kind of fascinating. Like this is exactly this is proper public policy, by the way, this is how you do this is how you're supposed to do public policy. You have a lash, you compare it to something else, you randomize it. And then you see how it works. And it's kind yeah. of awesome. You know, I'm really kind of excited to see how it all works out. You know, um, and, and the way that they're doing it sounds fascinating as well. So, you know, the, 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 no, if I should disclose, you know, hands up. Um, we, I have written a couple of papers about, um, basic income for artists as part of the city of culture bid in Limerick. And, mm -hmm. you know, it is, it is weird that that like is where this idea comes from. It's very strange, but the, the, no, nothing. It comes from me. That's not that's not fair either. Um, you are yeah. the cause of everything. I it's it's all down to me. No, it's, <laughs> but but what, the, the, I I was um I was a uh, I, I did speak with the department on a number of occasions about the design of it. You know, obviously my note give it to Anne didn't make it through the the, <laughs> the screening. So sorry about that. So uh, you know, I think it's important for listeners to know that I like you know I'm, I'm not an impartial um um. Uh, person speaking about this, I, I I do believe in it. I think it'll work, um, but I, I'm also really really pleased that they're they're actually going to see how it changes people's behavior. Um, and it, if they track it properly, it'll be a really really interesting piece of research, um, and it'll inform public policy in the future because you don't necessarily need a basic income just for artists, right? Um, another uh, another kind of basic income that you could see, like like the the logic is is they're generating more benefits for society than this costs right so therefore on a cost benefit basis you should do it the other group that is sort of in that i mean you know artists the island of saints and scholars and all that crack right um there's two other groups that i, I think probably deserve a lash at the old basic income um in the same experimental fashion um and they are um citizen scientists uh people who just want to find stuff out maybe you're interested in water quality 
Maybe you're interested in the color of birds. Maybe you're into electromagnetism. Who knows? But you're not, you're not, you don't have the sort of a white coat and a lab to go to, but you're a citizen scientist. You're interested in, you know, looking at, you know, where does litter pool in cities, stuff like that. Um, that, but, but nobody ever pays you to do it, right? And because you're not like a scientist, you don't have a PhD or whatever, you know, nobody gives you the credit. I, I actually think empowering citizen science would be really good. The other uh, thing that is just, it's just genuinely important and, and it's clearly of societal benefit and it's under-resourced because, well, because frankly, the idea is that the women are going to do it, um, is caring. So caring is one of these things where when you need to do it, you kind of need to do it. And it tends to be something that falls to women disproportionately. Um, not, our, not everybody, of course, not all carers are women. If you're a man listening to this and you're a carer, fair fucks to you. Um, I'm not, I'm not having a pop at you. In fact, I respect you deeply. Um, but we have a carer's allowance. We have a number of tax supports for carers. They, they, they in general, by forcing carers to go through the social protection system, we're telling them something very specific. So um, I had argued with uh, Joan Burton, in fact, when she was the Minister for Social Protection, that she was the actual Minister for the Arts, right? Because all the artists were on the dole. <laughs> and yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. she laughed and then she stopped laughing because she, she knew it was true. Um, the the same thing is is true for carers, right? So they're, they're, they're saving the state billions every year by being decent human beings. Right. Mm. And it just strikes me that, yes, it would be very expensive. But again, it's not like they're going to throw it into Apple shares and, and uh, you know, you know, head head to the track. Uh, I think um, I think it's just one of those things um, you, when you have to be a carer, the state should be supporting you more. Um, and, you know, some people can be carers for a long time. Like, like that's the other thing I've sort of learned uh, in the past. So, yeah, um, and I would have met with a number of carers groups recently. And it just, mm. I, I, some of the stories, they stay with you. I mean, they're designed to stay with you, right? Like mm. they're telling you the story in order that it stays with you. Like it's, it's um, lobbyists call it the feels. You need to give whoever you're listening to the feels. And if they have the feels, then they'll, they'll remember later on. Right. And so yeah. this has been happening to me a little bit recently. Um, so I'm aware that, you know, I, I'm being um, uh, emotionally manipulated in some sense. Right. But like also slash yeah. human. Yeah, exactly. But, but my, my, my point is, that's where the information came from. A bit like sort of, yes, you know, trying to give, con yeah. give context to that. I didn't wake up, my, didn't wake up yesterday. Go, Economist realizes people care. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, no, no, I've just met these groups recently and they're, they're kind of interesting. Um, yeah. But it's no, it's the dedication that really sticks to you. So the, 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 those those would be the two. But I mean, you can you can think of you know large cohorts of people for whom a basic income would be a very good idea. Um, uh, I mean, I mean, you, if, if for both of the people listening to this, you know, I'm sure that I'm sure whatever you are, you can be like, oh my god, you know, we we absolutely need a, a frog tamer a basic income, right? You know, um, there absolutely has to be, you know, uh, you know, but the amateur taxidermists out there, like there absolutely has to be a basic income for taxidermy, you know, or whatever. And um, so, so you, you'll always find a political constituency to be have spent money spent on them, right? Um, but mm. What I'm really interested in by this is if you could pick, um, if you could pick groups to give money to, uh, you know, that 
Ireland does a pretty good job, actually, relative to its peers, of redistributing income. And we actually pay, and we just in cash transfers, we, we, we pay lots of people quite a lot of money. Like, we don't really have the phenomenon of pensioner poverty, poverty here in Ireland. And it's a really big issue in the UK. Like, it's a massive problem there. And in Ireland, there used to be a problem of pensioner poverty uh, in the 90s. It was a major, major issue. I mean, you know, older people were dying much younger because we just didn't give them free fuel. We didn't give them free transport. We didn't give them free, you know, all, all the stuff. And so we didn't, we didn't give them enough of a pension that they could actually live well into their retirement. Um, I say pension, I mean, so, uh, now like that, 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 that's okay. Now we have the opposite problem. So we have poverty amongst young people. Um, yeah. and it was really interesting to me. So like, it's, it's sort of, it's the 12th of October when we're recording this, the budget's about two weeks ago, maybe. So everyone's, you know, like, 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 um, uh, the economist Christmas is over. So, so, you know, the, the, the wrapping, the wrapping is long gone. The turkey curry has been eaten, um, and all that. Uh, but <laughs> what is interesting to me is, you know, it was a pretty good budget if you were 65 and it wasn't that great of a budget if you were 25. It was an okay budget if you were 18 because you know you're you're we're giving you money off going to college and all that but fundamentally like um we have a whole generation of people from about 25 to about 45 now like you know we call the millennials as if they're you know they're 45 years old some of them like you know yeah and yeah. uh or well they're nearly it's 80 yeah. it's 82 i think 82 so, yeah yeah, four, yeah. 40, so on yeah. route to 40 yeah 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 and mm. maybe a little bit above but yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah it's obviously like the term young people keeps being thrown around it's like, <laughs> they're uh, not young no <laughs> 30s no. 30s yeah late 20s to 30 yeah. yeah yeah sorry you're saying so but the, the millennials are, are that uh, who are just being yeah and and, and there you know if you see if you look at uh, polls for political parties if you look at um uh, uh, satisfaction service. How satisfied are you with your life? If you look at the uh, proportion of that generation still living at home with their parents, it's, it's, it, it just shows you that there's, there's just this societal disconnect. And, uh, I, I wonder what that's going to look like into the future. Um, we have, uh, you know, without getting political on the podcast, because like, you don't need to, life is too short. Um, you know, we have a very, very interesting mix of private and public in this country. And the type of private it is, is very interesting. A lot of it's multinational based. So these people can leave. That's the fundamental discipline that they impose upon us. Okay. Um, and so there's very much, you, you can't really scare those horses because they pay for everything. So it's like, Okay, well, how exactly are you going to change things yeah. when your business model basically relies on, um, you know, 10 firms? So it's like, it, it is interesting that the interests of this particular class dominate um, or almost always dominate. And in that situation, you can talk as big a game as you like, right? but you're not the one with the power. And if you rock in saying, you know, everyone can have Croke Park in their front garden and the matter private in their back garden, it's all going to work out great. Um, yeah. You know, uh, all all the things for all the people, you know, what's the thing in, in The Simpsons? Um, 
uh, abortions for some flags for those who want them you know though that do you remember that that episode okay where, yes, where Ko, yeah. Ko, kodos and kang learn about politics in america it's amazing you know uh <laughs> yeah so there's this brilliant thing where the alien is, is dressed up as bill clinton he's like abortions for everybody boo abortions for no one boo he's like uh abortions for those who want them flags for everyone else and people go yay <laughs> 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 it's like what you know and uh yeah and then at the end of course they're they're both revealed to be slavering uh death aliens and you know they're whipping them and and then you know <laughs> homer looks at marge and he says don't blame me i voted for kodos <laughs> it's fantastic it's absolutely fantastic it's 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 uh it's it's just one of the best episodes um if you if i, I presume both our both our listeners have, have have seen it but it's very good but that idea of like okay so you promise everything what can you deliver you know what can you deliver it would it will not be forgotten that in 2016 there was a campaign promise to remove usc and eliminate homelessness right USC brought in four and a half billion quid last year, right? Um, uh, homelessness has reached new record highs. So wow. we th there is there is a limit to our capacity as a state to do things, as long as we choose not to do them. In Helsinki, and this is uh, something well worth thinking about. Oh, and but by the way, Finland was was one of the main um, progenitors of the basic income idea. Um, it's modern form. They have simply decided to eliminate homelessness. They just went, okay. we've got to remove homelessness as an issue in our society by building the homeless homes so that they have homes and they are therefore not homeless. And uh, they've built 7,000 7, homes in the middle of Helsinki for um, formerly homeless people and they've eliminated it. It's gone, right? <laughs> well, I mean, like you can't be homeless if you've got a home. <laughs> You know, and they're like, there you go. And it, it, what's it, what's striking to me about that is, um, if you think about it as a kind of social blight, you know, as something that that simply the damage that it does to people um, is it scars them for the rest of their lives. They're never they never forget this, even when they move out of homelessness. Um, the re the research says it scars them psychologically, economically, socially, in every way. So you're basically re reducing the ongoing effects of that damage. Again, for society, it's the same argument as the basic income, right? It's look, they're you know that, and, and it's basically around the idea of human dignity. Um, the issue is finding somebody who's willing to pay for it. So Finland has a huge social protection system, and the average person, the average person, not just the people at the top, pay over fifty percent of their income in taxes. So um, in in Ireland, if you're on about I don't know. 80 or 90 grand a year, right? You're paying quite a lot of that in taxes. And um, if you're on over a hundred grand, you're, you're paying, I think it's 52% or something at the top rate. And um, so quite a lot. But if you're in, if you're in the middle of our income distribution, it's actually unlikely you'll pay any income tax at all. You'll pay USC, but you won't pay income tax. Um, and your, the rate of taxation for Irish households in the middle, way lower than this, than the equivalent. Finnish household or Norwegian household, right? And so I, I, I do think that there's um, a lack of maturity about this conversation because it's like, we want all the things sound. Do you want to pay for all the things? No. Um, I would like 
anyone but me to pay for the things. Okay, that's grand. Well, uh, then you can't have the things, but give me the things. And it's like, okay, the, 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 you know, uh, that, that idea at the microeconomic level, somebody else can pay for it. At the macroeconomic yeah. level, somebody has to pay for it. And, you know, last, last month's budget was totally sponsored by Apple. Right. It was totally sponsored by Apple. I, I, I've, I've said that in a number of like speeches I've been given. I've been rocking around Ireland, giving speeches re recently. Yes. A lot of speechifying by me. Um, I've been in <laughs> up in Sligo and I've been in Dublin at the Royal Irish Academy. I was down in Cork. I've been to Kerry and it's, I'm just, I'm, I'm rolling around the place doing, you know, middle-aged man in suit stands up and goes, yap, yap, yap things. Right. And I've said this, the line, you know, last year's budget last month's budget was totally sponsored by apple a few times and the reaction i guess like <laughs> shut up you know shut up and I'm like, no no i mean you, you don't need to be an economist to see that right i mean everyone sees that right and there's a really interesting reaction people can't don't 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 talk about it you know um there's an old quote uh which is if you want to see who has power over you see who you can't talk about some version of that. I'm for, I forget that. That's, that's, I forget that there's, there's a better way of phrasing it, but that's, that's the, that's the gist. Um, and like my job in life is to be the person going, I'm going to keep talking about that stuff. That's actually my job. Like that's, that is what I choose my job to be, you know? Um, yeah. and, I, and, and in fairness, I am empowered by the state to do that. Right. Like, 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 it's pretty hard you to can't. fire me and I have academic freedom so I can say whatever I like, um, even if it's nuts, right? Yeah, um, but that yeah. this is where we're lucky. No, we're lucky. I mean, it's really important that we can talk about <laughs> exactly. these things and not fear a black bag going over our head and being carted off somewhere. Yeah. Um, ju just one thing, like in relation to you saying it, like, you know, Finland eliminated homelessness or, or, or spending, like if you want things, you spend money. I think what is, and this is me, now this is, you know, my job is to give often anecdotal observations when <laughs> you're giving the informed statistics. But like the concept of putting people in hotels for a year or years and years on end is just a terrible spending of money. Like to put a family in a hotel for a year, I don't know, costs about a hundred grand or, or so. Whereas would it not be better to just build them a house like that? You know what I mean? Like if you've a family in a hotel for three or four years, that's astronomical bad spending. And it's horrendous to live in a hotel. Like, it's not good. And the other issue being, with that in mind, that there are a lot of bodies benefiting from homelessness, benefiting from direct provision and these things. Uh, and they, I just, I suppose, think homelessness should not be a, a profit, a profitable problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, 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 we saw it in direct provision. You know, private companies made a lot of money out of that. You saw it. I mean, the state spends money. Like when it spends money, it spends money on pr the private sector to deliver stuff. That's true of building houses too. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's. I mean, it, it, the 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 budget allocated almost one point three billion to uh, housing Ukrainians, right? Um, which is exactly what we should do. But that's someone's going to get that, right? Some somebody is. Yeah, and and some of them are going to be lovely people, and some of them are going to be uh, um, um, distasteful, awful people, right? Um, but but you know. Um, there, there's a there, 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 what I really liked is and it's something that I'm I'm really proud of us for. There is no anti-immigrant Irish party, right? We don't have one. There, we well, we do. I mean, mainstream. Irish. I mean, like, okay, we yeah, we have yes, yeah, sorry, okay. the free. So, so we have we have some legit 
no messing goose stepping fascists in our country right yes, legit okay. right but, yes. but they when they go to the ballot box they get votes in the hundreds not thousands no, okay. or tens of thousands yes. so they, yes, they are they are the most marginal the most fringe and look they're the communist party in ireland and fair play to them but they don't they're never getting elected um you know and all that kind of stuff they're 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 yeah. they're uh so so you know our democracy means that if you're a fascist you should be able to say i'm super fascist vote for me and we have uh, the absolute authority as the people to go nah how about no and they make a lot of noise on twitter and they organize their their um protests around cities but uh you know i've been i've been around one of those protests um uh oh were you saying this last, last yeah, month the, um, the irish i think they call the irish freedom party or something or the national freedom party or something like this whatever but yeah um, so we should stop we should not say their name yeah because yeah, yeah. <laughs> that gives them coverage so. yeah 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 um and so well, yeah you were on the other end of their their iron yeah uh, sorry what you what you were saying is there's no like there's no political party. constituency for this but so there's no there's no party in no party in Dole Aaron that says, do you know what? We should really stop the number of people coming in the door here. And I think that's exciting. And I think that's 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 a real test of our democracy is that we don't have that. Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm, I'm very pleased about that. Like I I I'm um no I'm I'm not naive enough to think that there are people who are annoyed about this. Um but yes. but going back to your more general point about uh for-profit systems. Uh, one of the really interesting things that I've noticed, because I've tracked this a little bit, is um, we actually there's a there's a there's a, a group in Carlo that build modular housing, um, and I had assumed that somebody would, would drive up to their their factory and be like, okay, yo, you're building modular housing um, on state land for all these people. Roll out, yeah. just start now you know yeah. they send us the bill but go and it hasn't happened and it's, it's quite interesting to me that it hasn't so there's no lack of money right so the the the, the department of housing literally can't spend its money it's underspending its budget in a housing crisis you just can't spend it you literally cannot get stuff built there aren't enough builders there aren't enough, you know yeah. just that it's just not a tenable um uh it's not a, it's not a tenable question so we we have a capacity issue um in our in our society but we also have an issue where um where there was a talk of modular housing uh people objected and somebody said no we don't want that so you know uh, uh the it's it's always more complicated than it seems but in yes. general in general we're in a we're in pretty good shape it's pretty hopeful um we're actually able to cope with these crises coping mm. badly coping suboptimally coping in the most irish way possible but we're coping we're getting on with it <laughs> but i and, and and let me be clear as well i completely agree with people being paid by the government to build houses or you know i i completely agree with that i mean you have to um i think it's the issue is where uh you're paying hotels to house people for years yeah. and years and years and years and it's not the bang isn't there for the buck you know what i mean like uh, it's not good spending to put a family in a hotel for two years whereas in that time you would have bought them a house yeah. like with that money like equivalent yeah. so that that's more what you know are, are the the companies that are doing the catering in these places as i said i agree paying the <laughs> with people but 
it, it's supporting a short, it's like long-term, short-term solutions, mm. do you know, mm. and, and what that does. Um, and whereas, say, something like the basic income, people criticizing it might go, we can't afford it, where you're saying, well, it's a long-term gain and actually you'll spend less money because you've less people falling under the poverty line, ending up on social welfare, you know, not able to earn decent money, not able to then move out of home and pay mortgages or whatever. Do you, do you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's an investment that it's a, it's a long-term vision. And uh, as I said, not being all broad strokes and good and bad, <laughs> like I know these things are really nuanced, but I, I think you put it quite nicely earlier. It's kind of being... Um, being a bit grown up about it, mm-hmm. read a bit, you know. Um, we want this, it's going to cost this, but actually it'll end up costing way less in 10 years' time or so on. Yeah. Stitch in time, save nine. Hey, on that note, <laughs> on that note of absolute wisdom from Mr. Stephen Kinsler, um, we, might, we might wrap it up because um, time... Time being the issue, but uh, yes, thank you, Stephen, as ever, for your insights and entertainment. Uh. <laughs> insights and entertainment—that's what I'm here for. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that is what I'm here for, actually. Um, yeah, 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 it sure is. It sure is heaven. And it's always love talk. Always lovely talking with you. Ah, oh, you too. Well, listen. Until next month. Goodbye and and happy Halloween, I suppose. Take care. You have been listening to Anne and Steve Talk Stuff, a Limerick Post podcast produced by Eric Fitzgerald. Theme tune is performed and composed by David Blake. Please rate, review and subscribe to the podcast and tell your friends. You can now follow the show on Twitter at Anne Steve Talk. Yet Stephen at Stephen Kinsler. He's a Stephen with a PH. Anne at Anne Blake 78. That's an Anne without an E. And the Limerick Post at Limerick Post.